Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Here we are. Shall we just start? <laughs> I, look, stop, stop nattering. It's whatever works time. Hello, everyone, and welcome hey, we, to... We've got to get it right. We've got to make sure everything's proper before we start, innit? Yeah. Back in your cage, you. This is show 141. I'm here with Aidan, as usual. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, yes, crazy as ever. M- Friday the 9th of July. That date rings a bell. But I can't place what it's it exactly is. Oh, yeah, it's my, one oh, year. No, it's, 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 it's my ex- sister's birthday. It's exactly a year since Friday the 9th, twenty twenty. Yes, and a year <laughs> before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Whateverworks.works is where you'll find all the links to all the stuff we're talking about and past shows as well, all available on MP3s. If you really want to listen to old shows, um, you can join us in the MeWe group, which lots of you do, and let us have your thoughts on whatever works in your life. We bring that to the shows. As you know, tedsalmon.com is where you'll find me. Aidenbell.com is where you'll find Aiden, who's trying to drum up some custom to be a Christmas entertainer. <laughs> what? <laughs> I noticed in MeWe last week you posted your Santa thingy again. Oh, yes. It's it's yeah. on the way. It's actually looking quite realistic that we're going to be doing a concert performance of my show, the pre- world premiere, in November. A 35-piece yeah. orchestra, 20-piece choir and six soloists. I shall die and go to heaven for a couple of hours, if I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. And good for you for, for getting some work. I'm trying to find work at the moment. Under pressure from the you know um, universal credit people. Oh yes, and it's really difficult to. I, I'm really quite happy to find work. I'm, I don't mind working at all, but it's got to be something reasonably suited to me and not just any old thing. But anyway, that's another story. Let's not go there. <laughs> you know, an interesting thing happened to me. I must say this just a few minutes ago before we started recording. It's a sort of a whatever works better before mashup. In that, I'm not sure if I said on air or whether it was just private to you last week that I was having trouble with the cable on my beloved new Sony WH-1000X headphones, which we've both reviewed on the show in the past. And I was getting a lot of intermittent crackle. And so I decided this week, I tell you what, I'll just grab an old pair of headphones from a cupboard and use them today just for safety. So I got a consistent sound. And I grabbed a pair of Biodynamic DT-231 headphones that I've had since God was a boy. And blow me, they are so comfortable. I'm wearing them now and I swear to you they knock the Sony WH headphones into a cocked hat and I'm not sure whether that's just psychological because I'm slipping into an old pair of bedroom slippers as they say or whether it's that they're just lighter and worn in. I don't know but it just made me stop and think I wonder if sometimes we get fooled by all these exciting new toys that we love to buy and love to review and love to have and actually sometimes if you go back to the old one you realise there was nothing wrong with it in the first place. There certainly is an element of that in the way that we operate. Um, we we kind of try to drum up new information and new things, and but particularly when you're doing podcasting, I think you you just want to have fresh stuff hanging about, and sorry, not not old stuff hanging about, but fresh stuff to talk about. So there is a danger that you look past the um, the, the the old and are, are wowed by the new. However, having said that, your Sony WH headphones are, are the first generation. And um, the you know they've they've gone up to two, three, and four since you since those were um, uh, bought. Yes, yes. So there may be a difference there. Yes. But, um, your Bayer Dynamics look nice anyway. Yes, and I mean, it might be conf- it's confirmation bias as well, isn't it? You you like what you want to like. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe the maybe the moral of this is don't chuck out the old just because you've got the new. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Philosophy Make with Adel. good use of the old. <laughs> Now, let's move into... What else have we got to talk about? Well, I want to throw in another quick one. I'd just like to say a thank you to the wonderful members of our sterling and fabulous MeWe community. I was very touched. Um, Because I rabbit on about my pond so much on this show, I decided to post a few pictures of the pond and the meadow area on the the MeWe group. And I had some lovely comments and some very kind likes. And and, um, I just wanted to say thank you to the guys that made me feel good. It gave me a nice, warm feeling inside. Thank you for that. Excellent. 
And um, you carry on talking about your pond because it, uh, apart from um, your, your, you know, you think you talk too much about it on the show, but actually it brings up interesting stuff and related topics and gadgets and things that you're doing with it. So that's fine. Thank you. We had a baby hedgehog yesterday. Made my week. Uh, right. <laughs> right. It's my show today. I'll carry on, shall I? Ian yeah. Watson has fed back and said, it was me who ordered that magnetic car key holder for my brother. Do you remember, ah. Ted, there was a magnetic yeah. car key holder and I was rather derogatory about it, about <laughs> sticking it under the wheel hub. Ian says he works in Egypt and Malta free diving, so he needs a way of putting the keys in a safe place during the dives. Well, Ian, thanks for letting us know it was you and thank you also for taking my criticism with such good grace. I didn't mean it, Gov. <laughs> he, he free dives in his car? No, Ted, he parks this, the car and freedives. Does freediving mean free diving in water or the air? It means you don't have to pay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, think it, I think it probably means freediving as in sky, not as in... Um, yeah, 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 I think that's what it No, means, doesn't right? it mean diving without any equipment, going... Oh, does just it? Just jumping oh, straight okay. in naked, as it were. Ah, right, perhaps it is water after all, then. Ian will have to fill us in. Right. Chris Kelly's next. He's talking about my favourite topic, which is three guesses. Double A batteries. No. <laughs> um, headphones. No. Bluetooth speakers. Bluetooth speakers. Hey. The JBL Charge 2, he says. Hey, I've had one of these for years as my bathroom speaker, he says. It's moisture resistant with a rubbery outer skin and the battery lasts me for weeks on a charge. I'm moisture resistant with a rubbery outer skin, but never mind. <laughs> Stop interrupting me. Get back in your cage. I've told you about your cage. <laughs> it's tailor-made for you. It's loud for its size, but is a little too bass-heavy, he says. However... As I use it for podcasts, not music, that doesn't matter too much. It's been thrown around in bags and, and on many trips and it still looks good. I would definitely have another. However, and the JBL are currently on version 5, which is presumably better. Um, I'll link to both of those in the, in, the, in the show notes. It doesn't look as though you can actually buy the one that he's talking about any longer. So you'll have to get a more up-to-date version, I think, unless you can find it on eBay or something. But um, yeah, the JBL Charge 2 and Charge 5, which are... Well well spoken about, especially by uh, Chris there. And it's available in every colour under the rainbow, it seems. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, not not my bag at all, I'm afraid. Um, but, um, yeah, what can I say? I, I, pretty colours. <laughs> very, very nice. Um, yeah, the, the, the JBL stuff is usually very well reviewed. Yes. And um, Chris is quite right, so it should be on your short list. Well, I know how much you love your speakers, each to their own, Ted. And with that thought, my own is, of course, the beloved Stream Deck that I've enjoyed so much. The, oh, the, the, yeah. the 16 push buttons for the computer, which you purchased not long ago on my recommendation. How are you enjoying the Stream Deck? Yeah, I, I, I do use it. So um, it's it's in one it's in position with my laptop um, and it sits there with my laptop and it's all geared up to be used with my laptop. However, the other day, I went to use a different computer. I, just, I was actually just updating it because it was, I'd not turned it on for ages. And so I thought, oh, I'll plug the Stream Deck into this. And so I plugged it in, downloaded the software, and I had to start again. Well, I didn't bother, actually. But the, I, the, there didn't seem to be a way of saving the stuff that I'd got in the Stream Deck. The Stream Deck didn't have its own memory. And I, I was kind of expecting it to, to have its own ah, memory. To, right, no. to, and I thought to myself, they, they must have thought of this. There must be, maybe they've got an online cloud storage for people's. Um, there is something in there called a profile. And I wonder if you're supposed to save profiles or something. Well, I mean, you can save your own settings on your own computer. So presumably there is some file or other that has all that data that you could simply shift across to, to your next machine. I couldn't see that saving stuff. I obviously haven't looked closely enough. But yeah, I, in answer to your question, apart from that, it's useful. It's not critical, not mission critical. I can do everything that it does um, on my computer. There are a couple of really little handy things, like um, there's a little clock, I think I mentioned before. That's right, yeah. Which yeah. is really handy. And then you, I, I, it, it is quicker if it's there. I've got links to my podcast, my show notes, my um, websites I go to, my, my Audacity. Um, I've got sub-folders with 
all stuff to do with Google applications and blah blah blah. And they're, they're they're yes, they're basically shortcuts. They're shortcuts that you don't need, but they're handy. It's good fun, and it works beautifully well. And I have now I I, I have started to remember now to use it a bit better. So uh, sorry, a bit more because. When I first was using it, I was just forgetting it was there and doing things the way <laughs> yes, I'd always yes. done it. Yes, yes, yeah. You have to work on the muscle memory, yeah. don't you? But I agree yeah. with you. It's it's absolutely not mission critical. But then again, if we only used stuff that was mission critical, there wouldn't be a show, would there? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Stream Deck is good fun, and I'm I'm enjoying using it. But um, I could I could live without it easily. And in actual fact, um, I went to uh, when I was using my other computer. I went to go to a document that I've got so used to using on the Stream Deck. I, I, in, for for a, for a, you know, a few seconds, I'd forgotten how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So. I imagine if you were to take my Stream Deck away from me now, I would really be lost because I can't yeah. remember how to get to get there through conventional menus. No. Exactly. Anyway, there you go. That update incident has taken out some of the um, uh, the functionality. It's added some other some other stuff, but it's taken out some stuff as well. For example, I couldn't find the clock anywhere. Yeah. One of my little one of my little thingies has got a clock in it that tells me the time all the time, and it's just not there anymore. So they've taken it away or they've rearranged it or something. Anyway, worth a look. That's the problem uh, with updates, isn't it? You get the good stuff under the bonnet that you need, but then sometimes they will make. Um, uh, changes that adhere to the popular demand, whereas something that you've loved for a long time is suddenly going to disappear. Yes, indeed. They funnel it out. <laughs> um, oh, talking of funnels... Uh... <laughs> It was a sloppy link, but it was there. How? What about these funnels? Have they arrived? Are you using them? What about these funnels, Ted? Why don't you ask me in two weeks' time on the next show? <laughs> It costs three quid. Dear listener, you may remember Ted brought some rather nice, tiny little miniature funnels onto the show, which looked very good. And what did they cost, Ted? Like three, four quid, something like that? Three quid. And I thought, oh, I'll have some of those. They'll be very good. And I ordered them on the 25th of May, expecting them to arrive on the 26th or 27th of May. And here we are on the 9th of July. Uh, Currently, Amazon is telling me they are estimated to deliver on the 17th. So... (laughs) I mean, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. Where, is it Brexit? Is it COVID? Is it the canal? Is it a combination of all three? Is it just the fact that God doesn't want me to have funnels? Who knows? Um, ask me again in two weeks' time and hopefully I'll have an answer for you. OK, that's a real shame because um, they are very useful. I was using mine just yesterday for something else. And I was, funnily enough, I don't Funnily enough, you, that's very good. Funnel, funnily <laughs> enough. Funnily enough. <laughs> I don't use the other three. I only ever use the big one. Oh, we'll send um, them over to me, then I'll have them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because the, um, I, I don't know, it just seems that all the tasks I need to do uh, lend themselves to the bigger ones. Uh, sorry, the bigger one. So three of them are sat yeah. there not being used. <laughs> I tell you what, though, Ted. I mean, of course, if I needed funnels, I could order them again quickly from somewhere else and have them here tomorrow. Yeah, what yeah. interests me is just the business of this order from Amazon and, and how unusual it is of Amazon to cough and splutter and stall like this. So I'm just sort of curious when they do arrive, are they going to be tied to the leg of a carrier pigeon or something? Yeah, interesting. Well, it's a good little topic to come back to on the show. Yes, yes, it makes a conversation starter, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, honorary group member, I'm making her that, Rita El Khoury. Everyone loves Rita. Hello, Rita. Hello, Rita. She she won't be listening to this. We're far too lower (laughs) lower base for her. Anyway, um, she posted this thing on another USB-C desk lamp. After we did, actually, I say another one. The one that I got for my mum to do jigsawing was not a USB-C one. It was a USB-A um, one. So it's not quite the same. But this is a Basius rechargeable USB-C desk lamp. And she does a little review on it on um, Android Police. It looks gorgeous, she says. It's so simple and elegant aesthetically with straight lines and rounded corners. The front column can bend all the way down to reduce the space and become an ambient nightlight or rotate all the way up to transform into a blinding vertical light. A USB-C port on the back. Hurrah! A touch-sensitive power button that can be tapped repeatedly to toggle through the three different light temperatures or long taps to adjust brightness. A light sensor next to it and an auto brightness switch on the bottom. Battery can last up to 13 hours. 
So, yeah, um, LED lamps getting as popular as eggs, coffee and Bluetooth speakers here. And we love stuff stuff that's got USB-C, just I generate to. And this is great. Unfortunately, um, Rita clearly um, orders from America and I couldn't find this on Amazon UK. So I'll link to the one in Amazon USA. But you obviously ordering it from the UK, you're going to, have to pay shipping and it's not cheap either. Um, obviously Rita's got plenty of money and it was $40 plus shipping so watch out for that but it does look really really nice and USB-C um, desk lamp well, LED less desk lamps are coming up in the, the ratings on this show this really is another I wish I wanted one of these I'd love to have <laughs> I have no use for it it would just sit here and wouldn't be used but it does look very very nice I tell you what else uh, just comes to me uh, Rita mentioned the three taps and the long tap we have a ancient lamp in our living room that's a touch sensitive three to three settings high medium low I wonder what would happen if I long tapped it I shall yeah. go and long tap my lamp after oh I'll long tap my lamp well, well, after <laughs> After we finish, we'll recording. wait for you. Off you go. <laughs> well, while I'm gone, have a coffee. There you are. I can do slinky links Another too. Another link. Another link. Ian Barton's back. Judge Barton brings us coffee break bios. A bit of nostalgia for the oldies, says Ian. This YouTube channel has a large selection of short biographies of many actors from olden times. Arthur Lowe, Diana Rigg, Peter Wingrad, to mention a few. There's a selection of old films, which I assume are out of copyright, says Ian. Great for a 10-minute break when doing other things, except that you get drawn in and end up spending an hour watching different clips. <laughs> yes, he's quite right. I commented after his post in the group to say that's the curse of YouTube. It's wonderful. But just one quick video turns into, you know, five hours later and you think, oh, I have forgotten to cook dinner. Um, <clears throat> but yes, it, did, it looked like a nice yeah. site. I was amused. There was a section called... Um, I think it was called Carry On Clips. And I thought, I haven't seen that film. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Ian. Yes, that is the kind of rabbit hole that one would love to, to fall down for a while and one has to be careful not to. I found a couple of um, films on there that I was drawn to. One of them was a Tony Hancock film, which I didn't know existed. can't remember what it was called now, um, but it was you know, a feature-length film. Oh, feature-length? Goodness. Yeah, yeah. And there was another one as well with someone... Oh, I know, it was Dave Allen it was. And I thought, this is a serious film. It wasn't even comedy. It was a serious film with Dave Allen. And again, it was a feature-length film. So, yeah, some real gems Now, in that there. would interest and... me. I've been getting into Dave Allen recently. I discovered a short... I think it was a BBC drama about him as an adult and the relationship with his brother. Which was very good, and so that's. Got oh, perhaps that was it. That's got me. Ah, <laughs> ah, maybe that was it. What was it? Was it? Oh, you didn't watch it yet. I didn't watch. Ah, it, that no, might so be I, what I, it is. I, I dipped in and out of it to see what it in was. In which case, I can very much recommend it. It's basically the story of Dave Allen, but the second mm -hmm. half concentrates on him and his and his brother and their relationship, which is very, very good. Right. I enjoyed it very much. Very good. Well, thank you, Ian. That's a good tip indeed. Should have been in Ted's top tips, but oh, but it's we Ian's quite top got tip. there yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just going to make note of a humorous thing, really, where a, a, a bunch of um, people that visited Brighton Palace Pier on the 13th of April 2021 were, were paid for their rides with their debit cards, presumably, and their phones and whatever. Yes. Got home and realised that they'd been taken out of the bank £2,104.13, which was related <laughs> to the date... And it was the, the the stupid company had put through the the date instead oh, of the amounts. Ouch! And so, yeah, can you imagine? Mind you, that assumes that um it, it, people have that amount in their banks. I suppose um, if you didn't have that amount in the bank, I suppose it would have refused the thing for the rides. I don't know. It would have refused, and you'd probably ended up paying a, a penalty. And goodness, yeah. I once was in a restaurant, and the waiter told me about somebody who'd been in not long before and had wanted to tip. Five pounds, I think, and had accidentally tipped five thousand pounds. <laughs> and he said it was very difficult. They had to phone the bank to find out who the customer was and get in touch. And it took quite a while to give this poor man five thousand pounds back. Wow, that's a bit scary, isn't it? Anyway, um, yes. Uh, so there you go. Then it's now time for heads top tips, heads top tips, heads top tips. When buying an office chair. 
or any furniture actually, make sure it goes through the doors of your house, the in, the in, well, the internal doors of your house, before you assemble it. Yes. Measure, measure the gaps. Look at the unit specifications before you buy it, and particularly when you get it home. I, the, the, the reason is that I, on this very show um, some time ago, I... Um, reviewed my office chair, which is great. Really liked it. But I, re I was rearranging um, stuff um, in my pad, and I couldn't get the, the, the chair out the door. <laughs> and so, in the end, I had to get an Allen key and take the back off it. Effectively, most mostly take it apart again, oh. um, and then took it through in parts, and then reassembled it again. So, beware, be careful. My top tip is. Measure things. I wish I'd had your top tip a few years ago, Ted. I did exactly that. I got myself an Ikea wardrobe for my bedroom and excitedly put it together in the living room. And my mother was there. And, we were, and, had, you know, and halfway through, uh, I think it was my mother said to me, is this going to fit in your bedroom? And I was actually lucky. In that case, I didn't have to take anything apart because I just caught it in time to move into the bedroom. Because the bedroom's quite right. small. I wanted to put it together in a bigger room. But you're quite right, Ted. It's very easily done, isn't it? Have you also noticed, I don't know if you've ever had to remove a piece of furniture from a room that's going to be thrown away, for instance, and you're thinking, how the hell did they ever get this into the room? I can't get it out without taking it apart. And usually it's an ancient desk that's been sort of welded together. <laughs> yeah. Impossible to dismantle. Yeah. The static home I'm staying in, which I bought with um, a, a three-piece suite, well, it's like a two-piece suite, actually, mm -hmm. a, a, a two-seater two sofa and a chair, and there's no way they, they got through the door. I think they, they must have been put in before they assembled this um, this thing because there's, there's just not space to get them through any of the openings. So they either took the windows out to get them in, or I don't know what they Goodness. did, or or they or it came fully furnished when it first was sold. So if you wanted to get rid of it, you'd have to take a chainsaw to it, basically. You'd ha yeah, you would. You'd have to cut <laughs> it up. You'd have to break it up. So... Yeah, anyway, there you go. Um, there's there's the lesson to be learned. And make sure you've got a alum key if you don't take take heed of my top tip. Or as your second anecdote stressed, build the chair before you build the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Right, the other one that I've got is uh, related to a um, jigsaw that I was helping my mum do. And the first thing you do when you start a jigsaw is get the edge pieces out, oh, don't you? Absolutely, yes. You sort out all the edge pieces. Anyway... We looked and looked and looked for the edge. There was one edge piece missing. And we thought we ended up after the fourth time of looking through every piece, we ended up assuming that it was just not there. It was missing. <laughs> but, of course, I, I went away and mum carried on doing her jigsaw. And then about a few hours later, I got this mess text message. <laughs> I found it. Well, where was it? It was un in amongst the. It was in amongst the pieces. We had both gone through every single piece four times, and 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 you know it was it wasn't there. I tell you, it wasn't there. <laughs> so my so my Ted's top tip is when you're doing a jigsaw looking for the edge pieces, do it five times and not four. <laughs> <laughs> You've reminded me a similar incident recently. My mother, in a magazine, there was a picture that my mother really, really liked very much. Uh, it's irrelevant what it was. And she said, oh, I do like that picture. That's lovely. And I jumped on the web to see if I could find a print that I could get for her, and I couldn't. So I thought, I tell you what I'll do. I'll just scan it out of the magazine and do a nice print for her. And I looked through the magazine, and I couldn't find it. And I looked a second time, and I couldn't find it. And I took page by page by page until finally I noticed... My mother had been there before me and she'd torn the page out and put it up on the wall. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and I was looking through so carefully so I could scan the ruddy yeah. thing for her. Yeah. So, so I mean, in that case, it wasn't there. But I absolutely take your point, Ted. Yeah, yeah, Inanimate yeah. objects can be the biggest sods well, out there, can't they? And you, I, I, you're I, convinced I, it's not there, and yet it is. You know. I, I think that with jigsaw pieces, it, it probably could be an optical illusion. When, when she showed me the piece, when I next went up to the to the house, she showed me it, and I said, and I thought to myself, well, it must be oddly shaped or something to make it an optical illusion. Why we didn't find yes. it? But no, it, it wasn't. It was. It had a flat edge. And <laughs> but I mean, I've had similar things, you know, like a box of nails and there's a particular size or shape that you know is in there and you cannot find it until you yeah. take them all out and move them across one at a time. Yeah, thing, inanimate objects are, are sods. They hide when they want to. I agree. I want
wonder who bought it. Right, it's time for a big thank you. Ian Watson's idea has done um, a sterling service, which was to highlight something that I bought on my Amazon associate link, um, or whatever it's called, and it's time to give everyone a big thank you, really. Um, if anyone wants to use my Amazon associate link, you get there by going to tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK. And I just wanted to give some people, give people an idea of the kind of um, pennies I get yeah. from what people contribute. OK, and the first one that I want to highlight is a very good, strong one, which is someone recently bought an LG laptop for Ooh. 900 quid. Ooh. 899 quid and I got 26 um, nearly 27 pound for that wow but there doesn't seem to be any logic to that because someone else bought an Apple iPad Pro which was 542 quid and I got £8.14 for that, which is less than a third. Yes. But the price of the item is more than half. So it's a bit of a mystery how they work these things out. So I'm not sure how they do that. A pair, another pair of headphones, 250 quid, £3.75. So the, the equation can go from like 1% to 3%. I think that I haven't worked it out for that laptop, but I think that that laptop is probably about 5%. And you think to yourself, is it 5%? Let's see if you can work it Maybe out. Maybe you get I'll a greater percent if, if if something's more expensive they're more generous with what you get it uh, doesn't always work that way anyway I'm, I'm not sure what it is but there are different percentages the the point is that um thank you so much for to everyone for doing that even though some of the things are pennies you know 50p for a 50 quid purchase every little example. helps Every little helps, and it really helps me at the moment while I'm I'm struggling a bit with finances. So thank you very much. And a special thank you to Gavin Fabiani Lemond, who puts everything... He spends quite a lot on Amazon, and he put he now puts everything through on my affiliate link. And so that's, that's really good of him. Thank you, Gav. You're a superstar, and that's really helpful at this time. When I get a job one day, I'll take the heat, I'll take the heat off this and, <laughs> and let everyone do what they like. And give it all like. back. I hope you're keeping <laughs> <Yeah>. notes. <laughs> Anyway, thank you very much. And yes, uh, tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK. Thank you. We have a four in one wireless mouse. Oh, there it is. I'm just going to try and, and grab it. Shouldn't it be wireless mice? Because <laughs> there's four of oh, Never mind. No, there's only one mouse. Try and hold together a cogent argument. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> right. This, the, this, this is a four-in-one mouse because you can connect it in four different ways. Bluetooth 5, Bluetooth 3, USB-C and USB-A via a nano dongle. And it costs... Well, actually, I, I need to come clean here because I, I, I thought it was four ninety nine, but it's not. It's five ninety nine. It's it's six nine seven ninety nine less two pound because there's a voucher on it at the moment so it ends up being six ninety nine but i thought it was four ninety nine so call judge barton if you like but i'm i'm so no, no, i'm no, leaving you've, it you've made here. the effort ted i've been a bit wet yeah. lately bringing things to the show so good for you for trying we shall allow <laughs> it what's 99p between friends indeed anyway so this mouse right is really good. It's not brilliantly made. It's it's kind of plasticky, but it's all right. It's quite big um, for the money. If you can connect it in those four ways, it's it's okay. The reason I bought it was because I didn't have a Bluetooth mouse and I needed one to um, use with a Pixel Book, and it transformed the use of that because I can't stand trackpads, um, and so I was able to to use it with that. And I didn't realise well, I did realise, but I don't need the other connectivities with. It, yes. To be honest, uh, the, the Bluetooth is fine. Really, really nice um, little functional thing. Does a lot. Um, not brilliantly made. Cheap and cheerful, but that's what cheapest chips is often about. I would have thought that unless you wanted to do some sort of intricate pixel by pixel work in Photoshop or the like, then what's what what's not to love? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a it's a it's a good functional item, and um, it's uh, six quid. Well, there we go. Oh, hang on a minute. I better tell you a bit more. Um, it takes a single AA battery. Hooray! And it also has a light on the top, um, which lights up different colours depending on which form of connectivity you've got. Oh, that's cute. So that's, that's fun. That's yes, nice, I like yeah. that. And it's got a roller ball on the top and obviously left and right mouse buttons. 
that's it. Not very exciting, but um, it, it does the job. Your turn. There's a bit of dead air here while I try desperately to think of a link between mice and toilets, but no, it's yes. not there. Here we go. Harpic <laughs> Power Plus tablets. I bring you for £2.50. Uh, these, well, they're, they're tablets what clean your loo, innit? Um, now, I know they're not environmentally friendly and I apologise for that, but as listeners will remember, I did try very hard to go down the environmentally friendly toilet cleaning route uh, a few months back and it ended up in a very messy, blue, yucky, nasty fail. So I'm afraid I have resorted to not necessarily the most um, conscientious, uh, environmentally friendly option, but... God, they don't half work. They're little tiny tablets. It's sort of, you know, the size and shape of dishwasher tablets, if you will. And you pop one in your bog, you leave it there overnight or at least for a couple of hours or so, and it just cleans the inside. Of course, you know, you could just get, you could put a rubber glove on and get down there with a scrubbing brush and do the same job yourself. But if you don't want to do that, and if you want to pop one of these in, you know, once a month, it does a marvellous job. It cleans the loo. You, I forget how many you get for your £2.50, but it's quite a few. Is it 10 perhaps? I'm having a look. £2.50 and yeah, cheap as chips, eight tablets and does the job extremely well. Right. My, my my query about these types of items is how do you then... Don't you still have to clean the toilet to get round the up inside the rim well, yes, and all that? Yes, you do. Yes, yes. This is right. this is just for the yucky bit right down at the bottom and in the YouTube oh, okay. that you, you either can't get to or wouldn't want to. Yes, as I right. say, if you were more conscientious and, and less squeamish, then yes, all it takes is 10 minutes with a, with, a, with, a, with a bucket of hot water and some bleach. But if you don't want to go down that route, then you can clean the underwater part with these tablets. Right, OK. So if you were armed with a, a toilet duck and these tablets, you'd be away. You'd be set for life, Ted. I quite like the idea of that. It's very lazy, isn't it? I, I, I'm sure that Chris Kelly would have, would 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 um, tell us both off. Yeah, and I them, and but... I do feel a little twinge of guilt when I pop this in the loo, <laughs> thinking, what am I doing to the environment? But yeah. as I say, I really did try. Do you remember I had these these environmentally friendly ones that you put into the tank, so you get that sort of yeah. you know, that lovely clinical blue yeah. water, but it was supposed to be healthy, environmentally safe blue water, and it just didn't work. It worked for about three flushes, and then just turned into a yicky mess. So, hmm. sorry, planet. I've gone with Harpic for a while. Yeah. Okay. You can you can do that. I might think about it. <laughs> I see that on. Um, I just looked on Amazon to see you've you've linked to their own website. I, I looked on Amazon, and they're ridiculously priced on Amazon. You know, sometimes I think I, I thought that going on the basis of my next item, which is Whole Food Earth Wheat Bran, um, which I got from Amazon, and I wanted to put into cheapest chips because it it, it is cheapest chips. Um, I bought Whole Earth Wheat Bran from other places before, and it's much more expensive. Places like Holland and Barrett, for right? Example. Yes, yes. Um, and this is a whole kilo of this bag of stuff which I put in my porridge, and. Um, it really is cheaper, two pound forty-two, and so I was thinking to myself that um, oh yeah, and also we, my mum wants some pitted prunes, um, and yeah, everyone's regular in that this household, um, <laughs> yeah. and, <laughs> and cheap again compared to others. And I thought Amazon were getting their act together and on pricing with consumables because because we knew how bad they were previously with consumables, and you know, in supermarkets have everything consumable much much cheaper, but Going back to your Harpic Power Plus tablets, that is not the case because, as I say, I just looked it up and it was three times the, the, the £2.50 price that you quoted. Yes, I mean, maybe it, 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 that's a good example of how, as I've said before on the show, post-Covid, we have to get back into a mindset of shopping in shops and not instantly diving for beloved Amazon because Amazon isn't always necessarily the best option. And now that we are able to go to Tesco and Sainsbury's and Asda and Aldi and wherever, the, the Harpic is a good example. £2.50 at Tesco, I believe, but a lot more on Amazon. Very odd indeed. I want one, I want one, I want one. I want one of those. Universe levitating moon. I'm not sure if that's me mutting a typo in our show notes or whether that's how it's no, spelled. No, no, it's you are. Urni it's you Universe. Are. You are 
You are universe. Oh, you are universe. Oh, it's like Toys yeah. R Us. Oh, God help me. Okay, you are universe. I don't want one now. Levitating moon. Right, this thing costs £99, and you actually managed to find it for a tenner cheaper, eighty nine ninety nine at Amazon. Yeah. And I've also linked to a YouTube video. It's It's a levitating moon. It's a little toy moon about the size of a small grapefruit. And it's that that um, that old trick that's been around for donkey's years with opposing magnets. And if you get them exactly right, then whatever's whatever is in, in the air stays in the air. And it's basically that it's a moon. I believe it's got a light in it. It, it, it changes color and it just looks lovely. And it's the kind of thing I'd love to visit someone's house, someone who had one of these and go, wow, that's fun. And just look at it for five minutes while I drink a coffee and talk to them and then go home and not have to worry about it. I would not dream of spending 99 pounds. I don't even think I'd spend nine pounds on this thing but it does look fun it just looks like something that it'd be great fun to just experience and have a play with for 10 minutes um a floating moon and and of course one might look at it and go oh that is amazing i do want one i mean in the picture on the on, on the website it's it's sat by somebody's bed which is really rather sweet to have the moon slowly rotating beside i don't know how slow it is actually it might be spinning around like a top which would rather spoil it but um mm. there is a youtube video which i well <laughs> It happened more than five minutes ago. I can't remember whether I watched it or not. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it just looks like a bit of fun. It's a toy and it's much, much too expensive to even consider buying one. But it looks like a bit of fun. And as as I've said, I've seen this before. You can I think there was once a a, a pen, which was actually a lot more fun than I might even have bought a pen. And you have it on your desk and you just put the pen down and the pen just stays in midair. That's also really cool and geeky. Um, Yeah. There we are, a levitating moon. What, be, what can I say? Well, it, I was thinking it'd be quite nice to have one of these, exactly the same, but it, but it was the Earth, because the moon you can't really identify. Yes, I suppose yes. the point is that it's a it's a light, isn't it? And the the the, 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 the moon reflects the sun, so it looks like it's glowing. Um, and if you had an Earth one, it, it's 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 more about the light than anything. Yes. Um, but, I don't know. But if you had an if you had an Earth one, you'd better actually see the contours of the Earth and what. If you? I had the if I owned the business, I'd probably try and do it that you could have a a, 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 a tailored one, and you could have your the, the head of your beloved or Justin Bieber or, or something spinning round yeah. by your bed. I mean, imagine if you you know when you're when you're when your wife's away on on your you're on your own, you've got her head spinning around next to your bed. Very nice. Yes. Um, oh, I just found an Earth one. It's not quite the same, but it's a, it is a, a ma- magnetically floating globe, and that's available on Amazon. Um, At a cost and of... it's forty forty six quid. It's come down half price. Yeah, um, probably not as big, but yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. So you can see all the countries, and you can—it's a kind of geography yes. aid as and well. And I wouldn't be surprised well if you were to type "magnetically floating" dot 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 into Google, you'd probably get all sorts of crazy yeah. options, probably including Justin Bieber. So perhaps I should move on <laughs> to my second item, which I'm bringing again in lieu of not having a review this week. Slap on the hand for Aiden. Um, yeah. Actually, things moved along since I first posted this, but it's basically a shout-out for Gavin Fabiali-Lamond, who's actually getting his uh-huh. second shout-out of the show. First of all, to mm. welcome Gavin to the group. He joined Whatever Works Me with this week. Welcome, Gavin. Um, Gavin, of course, a, a long-standing and, and a great uh, friend of PSC. He brought. He posted an item in PSC, uh, which I thought, I'm going to nick that. I'm going to bring it to Whatever Works. It's the <laughs> Bosch Fresh Up. So did he. uh, He he did. Well, this is the point. This is how things then moved. Sorry. Yes. What I was going to say, since I first put this into our recording notes a few days ago, this has moved on and Gavin himself actually has now put it into whatever works. So I'm sort of treading on his toes. So apologies for that, Gavin. But I wanted to bring it to to great attention because it does look fantastic. It's the Bosch Fresh Up. Now, this is tech, isn't it? Ted, you're the tech man. You can explain better than I exactly what it is. (laughs) Well, kind of. It's it's a portable device. It looks like a mouse. And it um, takes unpleasant odours out of fabrics without chemicals. So you 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 basically what I think what you do is you now I have to admit that I've not watched Gav's video, but um, I forgot to watch it. But it looks like you you rub it over. There's got a button on it, so presumably it runs on some sort of power. Um, and you um, rub it over over fabrics, and it takes away odors. So you, the, the, the selling point is that you don't need detergents, no water, you don't need to wash garments. 
you just rub this over them. Now, Gav's got um, dogs, and I guess that it's useful for him if clothes and furniture and stuff start to smell of, of dogs and dog hair and dog pee and whatever, and you can rub this over it, and it takes away... Now, he... he um, I didn't... As I say, I didn't watch the video, but he, but in, in the text, he was saying that um, he was absolutely blown away by it. He said, it's not cheap, and this is the, the, the rub, it's 250 quid, which is a lot of money. That's what put me off... I was ready to buy one until I read that bit. But wow, he says, it works so well. It freshens up clothes anywhere and any time, removes odour molecules using Bosch plasma technology. The coolest piece of tech I've ever used, he says. This is expensive. Um, it I don't know how it works. We'll link to their um, own uh, Bosch's website so you can read up about it if you want to. Or go and watch um, Gav's video, which we'll also link to in the show notes. Um, and you can make up your own mind. But yeah, it, as, as you say, Aidan, if this had been 50 quid, you would say, yeah, yeah, I'll get one of those. It's worth a punt. But Absolutely. I mean, and I looked at some other reviews on YouTube and I couldn't find anybody who didn't like it and wasn't saying how wonderful no. it was. Um, but of course, a, a lot of people have suggested and I certainly concur. It's basically a, it's a there's going to be a version two, and I think people are anticipating that when version two comes out, it may be a little smaller, it may be a little cheaper, and indeed a little right. better. So I think a lot of people are hanging on in with their two hundred and forty nine pound ninety nine, hoping that the next version will be, as you say, maybe not as low as fifty, but at least sub two hundred. Even then, I personally wouldn't go near it. I would love to have one, but I think fifty would have to be the upper limit. Yeah, yeah, I think fifty quid would be the mark for me. Um, and but he but he thinks it's absolutely brilliant. So we we may be undervaluing it in that yes. sense, and may, maybe it is worth more than that because it's so good. So yeah, thank you, Gav. Yes, and again, welcome to the group, Gav, and keep posting. Right now, have you ever wondered why toilet seats are so blooming hard? Ooh, yes, why I why have. why are toilet seats hard? Is there any reason why? Tell me. Do you, because do, life is hard, Ted. <laughs> is it to stop people lingering around wasting time keeping the 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 only toilet in the house um occupied for for less time i don't get it and so i started to think to myself why don't we have a padded toilet seat and sure enough that if you go and look for padded toilet seats they tend to be um occupational therapy type ones right. or children's ones so training toilet seats or that sort of thing um old people's toilet seats um commode things but finding one that was just an ordinary bog standard bog standard <laughs> um, Toilet seat with padding was actually not that easy. I did in the end, and I linked to one made by Palsy, um, which is just that. It's it, instead of the um, bit you sit on being hard. It's just, it's padded. Now, I suppose um, th there might be some cleanliness issues and you need to be a bit more careful probably about cleaning it, but uh, that would depend on what it's made of. And if you had one that was t completely washable, which this one looks as though it is, then it should be okay. Um, I don't know. I I'd really like one. I, I think it would be just, why not have comfort than a hard seat? What do you think? Has it come to this, Ted, that you spend your days... <laughs> trolling the internet looking for a soft <laughs> toilet seat <laughs> i could send you a good book um no seriously though why not i, I mean i think the reason they don't exist everywhere is because they obviously cost more to manufacture and as you say there may be a cleanliness issue a, a hygiene issue sorry um but yes if you had one your, your for yourself in your own house i can't see why not i'm rather liking this yeah um it's 69 pounds i don't like this <laughs> So, yeah, again, it's not cheap. But, but, think of... I mean, if you've got plenty of money, then 69 quid for that comfort wouldn't be too bad. So, there, there, there. What I did what I did discover in searching for a soft toilet um, seat was the um, the array, array of toilet seats available, which I had no idea. All sorts of um, patterned oh, yes, ones I've and coloured yes, ones yes. and st things with fish tanks kind of things in them and just guitars and pianos, all sorts. There's thousands of them out there. So if you wanted to have a bit of fun with a, um, getting a, a novelty toilet seat, you, you certainly could. <laughs> I'd want one with John Cleese saying, sit on my face and tell me that you love me. <laughs> then I'd get one. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Still you 
Right then, oh, what are you no, still wait, using? Wait, who, ta- oh, whose me, turn it, is it? it? I think it's shut yours. Shut your face. Oh, shut your face. Oh, don't. Don't. It's me. Oh. Right. Um, Back in your cage. I forgot to use. <laughs> I'm calling this still forgot to use this week. Uh, the non-contact voltage tester. Um, a standard piece of kit for any decent electrician, I have no doubt. Uh, and having learned a wee bit of electrics from my dad, uh, I have one of these things. It's very good. You simply point it in the direction of electricity. And if you come very close to, for instance, if you hold it against an electric socket or a cable that's live, you'll get a little beep or a little LED um, p- pulse to show you that it's that there's live electricity. Um I forgot to use it. The reason I'm, I'm, I'm amused by this is because just the other day uh, I had an issue with the light in my bedroom and I had to turn off all the power and rewire, re- just repair the lights fitting in the ceiling. And I forgot that I owned this thing. And I resorted to the tr- old fashioned <laughs> tried and tested method of put one hand extremely quickly on the thing, touch it as fast as you possibly can oh and word. see if it's live, uh, which luckily it wasn't because I had indeed turned it off correctly at the main. Uh, and then after I'd finished... <laughs> I thought, duh. But no, seriously speaking, if you do any sort of electric jobs where it would be uh, convenient for you to find out whether there is electricity without having to electrocute yourself in the process, very useful. Um, The one that I've linked to on Amazon, which I bought, uh, no longer is available. But if I look at my Mm. own order live on air, £6.99 I paid for it. So I'm sure there will be similar around. Um, Useful little thing. And as long as I remember I've got it, I'm still using it. What a shame you can't get it, because that looks like quite good fun. Mind you, I can't imagine what jobs I might do that would need it. You're, you're, you're a DIYer, so you're more likely to, to use it, I suppose. And it's got a, a light as well. Yes. It's got a torch um, as well, like, like a good power bank would have. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that looks really nice. I've just put a link in our show notes. I've looked on Amazon. Um, there are a myriad versions of this available uh and they're all they all seem to be around less than sub sub 10 quid here so you don't have to spend more than a tenner to get yourself one of these oh, little, yeah little, little here they babies. are look, eight pound 99 that, that eight pound 99 one looks exactly the same as yours it does indeed there it is yeah i'll link to that one in the show notes um so that people can give me their five five p what you need to do is buy one of these and a post-it note saying, don't forget, you've got <laughs> a voltage tester that you can put on the wall. Yeah, stick it on your forehead. Yeah, that's the one. Well, that, that prong that comes out the end, is that the length it is or can you make it longer? No, that's the length it is. All right, it has okay. to do, is, I mean, Steve Litchfield will tell you in a heartbeat how it works. But basically, it just if it gets close enough to live electricity, it reacts and tells you there's a... So you just have to have it be able to, to, to touch the side of a plug or a wire or even come within the vicinity of a plug or a wire, you know, a centimetre away from it, and it will react and tell you that there's... That, 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 say, danger lurks, here be dragons. Right, very good. OK, then, so you need to remind yourself to still use I it. I do. Thank you. What are you still using without I don't to need it? to remind myself <laughs> to still use my item, which I'm still using, because it's so good. And you couldn't possibly forget that you got it. And it's the Breville Sandwich oh, Panini yes, Press and Toasty yes. Maker, which I brought to Whatever Works 109 in collusion with uh, Chris um, Kelly, I do believe, in May 2020. It's um, a big... Well, it's a, it's a double slabbed kind of solid toast sandwich toaster basically with two slabs and you what you can stick whatever you like in between these two slabs because the there's a pivoting action on it which makes sure that the plates end up flat Ah, and unlike some yeah do you remember yeah 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 yeah, Um, and and so basically whatever you put between them whether it be a sandwich or a bit of bacon or or whatever or steak or whatever it is it just makes sure that it it cooks it properly and it uh, really easy to clean and you get just it's fabulous value for money about 45 quid um it's a really solid um item which i thoroughly recommend and i am still using and it's um a, a peach <laughs> i remember being very taken with this and i i followed suit when we talked about omelet machine similar and the waffle machine i have both of those yeah. and i didn't get this one and i'm still wondering to myself maybe i should because it does look it like is, a lovely bit of kit. 
It is really good. If you, and you can buy um, interesting breads as well. So your sandwich doesn't have to be a boring one. You can get... Um, or ciabatta or whatever it's called, yes. And all these, yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. You, can, you can make all sorts of interesting stuff. And I found that you didn't need to... With um, sandwich makers, sandwich... Um, uh, toasted sandwich makers in the past, you had to um, butter the outside of the bread. That's make, right. Yeah, I remember that. In. Yes. Well... With this one, you don't. You you just don't I, because I tried it both ways, and you really didn't need to do that. It just does it perfectly without that, um, and it's really easy to clean. As I say, nothing sticks to it. It's a really good bit of kit, and I recommend it. And I'm still using. I remember trying to butter a piece of bread on both sides and the trouble and you have to put it onto a plain piece while you butter the second side and then it's stuck to the plain piece and pulls off bits of bread. Oh, dear. Let's move on to the reviews. Sing. Reviews. <laughs> Beautiful, Ted. And now continue your croak into your review, please. <laughs> My review is a Flymo electric lawnmower. Dad wanted a cabled lawn. Actually, he didn't. He wanted a new lawn mower because his one gave up the ghost. Right. Um, his lawn mower was a one that had a big lithium ion battery on it. In it. And it cost a lot of money. And um, he didn't want to do that right. again. He didn't want to spend all that money on a replacement. So he got a cabled one. Um, and the, the the downside is that it's um, you don't have the freedom that you have with a with a one with a battery. But the, the upside is that um, you, you, you save a, an awful lot of money, it would seem, when we looked around at prices. Um, the battery ones are just much more expensive. Yes. And this one came with um, 12 metres of cable, which is not quite long enough for what he needs, but it's not far off, and he has got an extension thingy. It's... Um, a 1500 watt motor which seems perfectly fast enough and strong enough to our to for, to our um purposes 36 centimeter cutting width so it's it's, it's reasonably yeah, big it's yeah. all right you can you can up and down the cutting height of course and it's got a 40 liter grass box which if you look around at these quite a lot of them are like 25 and 30 and this one is quite big it's 40 so the whole thing is quite big um and that's fine he was okay with that Pretty simple to put together. We did that together, and um, it—it's not—it's uh, not brilliant quality. Um, it's kind of a bit plasticky. The box was a bit plasticky, but once you clipped it together, it was okay. Um, and I think that in order to, to, to get a better quality plastics in that respect, you need to pay more money, essentially. Yeah. Simple to use. Um, just hold the handle in and uh, well, you press a, a safety yes, button yeah. and then hold the hand, usual thing, you know. Um, and it does the job nicely 114 quid. Whereas your battery ones were well, the, the equivalent to ones that he had were 250 quid, that kind of price. I'm sure you can probably get cheaper, but he wanted to have a decent make as well. And we both knew the Flymo name, we'd had Flymos yeah, I, before. I know, I know. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't a Flymo as in a hover one, which is where Flymo started out, if you remember, but um, so it has got wheels um and he that's what he wanted and he he does like cutting his grass while he still can mm -hmm. he's in his 80s um it's one of his jobs that he really enjoys doing um we tried to get him to do it in sections so he has a break in between time but he really likes doing it so there you go flymo electric maloma 114 quid Fanny's your aunt this may be a naive question ted and you may say good lord aiden what century are you living in but have you found that you get a stronger butcher better cut with a mains cabled one rather than battery or have the batteries progressed these days that you get a you get just as good a cut with a battery mower now it's exactly the same it is the 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 the, the um the, the criteria there is the, the the power of the motor and the size of the cutting blade right. so the whether it's powered by a battery or with a cable 1500 watt motor will will run at um, whatever spin cycle that is um, so it yeah, really I'm, I'm showing my age because I'm still remembering that mentality when one would always think, well, the mains version is going to be a lot better than the battery version just by the mere fact that it's plugged into the mains. But that OK, those days are gone. I'll, I'll get back in. My I box. think I think not. <laughs> I think not. I tell you what, in any case, it certainly looks much, much, much nicer and easier to use than that little. Do you remember do you, do you in the beginning of lockdown? I bought myself a manual push mower. Oh, that I had to yeah. really 
get my back yeah, into it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lord, yeah. Well, I'm. It hospitalised you. More or less did, yes. And I remember I was really, really thankful that a piece broke off it. And in fact, through somebody prompting me on the MeWe group, I actually managed to send it back to Amazon after quite some time and got a refund. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's hope you right. don't have to refund this one and that your father gets a lot of enjoyment out of that. That does look like a... No, no, I don't think And so. as you say, I mean, something that your father can do. Uh, it's excellent. Exercise and fresh air and being out at one yeah. with nature. I thoroughly approve. Yeah, and, and he likes the old... Um, he, he, he actually likes having a cable. Uh, that must be a nostalgic thing as well, because in the old days he had cables always. Yes. And he, he was actually drawn to the fact that it had a cable. I don't think he was ever happy the, with this battery thing. Yes. <laughs> so, and, he, and he likes the whole thing of, of emptying the grass into the big brown recycle bin yep, thingy. Yep. And it, it, it's, all a, it's all a bit of a hobby to him. And, um, he, so anyway, well, you know, that, he, that, that moves he, us into sort of better before territory. But there is that. I mean, if you know, if you can afford it, then you just bring in a local garden and say, mow my lawn, please. But there is a there's such an enjoyment in going out and doing something for yourself and ha working a little bit hard and having a nice cup of tea at the end of it. There, there's a real satisfaction in that. Indeed, there is. Right. OK, it's now time to tell some people off. <laughs> I don't think it's just me because I'm noticing this in more and more places. I am becoming increasingly perturbed by excruciatingly slow payment machines at car parks. Yeah, you've been to a car park. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the world is very slowly <laughs> letting us back in. And you go to a car park and it says type in your you go to these ruddy machines, you know, the pay and display. You have to pay before you start, which is always annoying because you don't know how long you're going to be. But there you go. Um, and you type in your car number plate and you finished typing in your number plate and you're still waiting for the figures to appear on the screen. OK, you've done that. Then it's then you wait for 20 seconds, 30 seconds. And it says, hold up your card. You know, this is the amount. Hold up. So you hold up your card and then you can wait for literally one or two minutes. And I mean that. I mean 60 to 120 seconds. You can be stood there twiddling your thumbs, turning to the queue behind you and saying, I'm so sorry, I'm waiting for the ticket. And eventually this machine will churn out a ticket to you and you grab your ticket and you scuttle away and the next person starts this lengthy process for themselves. And I just think, what is it? What What's wrong? Is it, do they have dreadful connection to the internet and that I don't think so because it's still take it's receiving the, the the initial stage of just typing in the number it's receiving that incredibly slowly does it just have incredibly ancient lousy Chinese software what is the problem with car park payment machines that they take so long and I'm not talking about I'm impatient and I should just jolly well take a deep breath and count to 10 and I'll be fine. I really am talking about these things taking ridiculous amounts of time. And you can see that from the fact that people who have to stand in long queues to pay for them. What's going on here? This, this isn't an isolated incident, is it? How, how, no, many, no, no. how many examples well, I've, do I've you noticed have of this? It, I've noticed it over weeks and months. I mean, I was aware of it before COVID. And right, I've, it's okay. happened in two or three car parks to me now. So, dear listeners, okay. is it just me? Is it just me or has well, anyone else experienced this? Well, um, let me tell you that um, I have only ever once in my life done this system. And it was when I arrived in North Wales and um, I still had a car at the time. I haven't now. Um, and I went to the car park in, in Abergelly and I didn't know how to use it for first first thing. There was no instructions. Oh, yeah, that's the other and thing. I thought, what, am, what am I supposed yeah, to do? Absolutely. Yeah. And anyway, um, so eventually um, someone came along and, and told me what I'm supposed to be doing. So I did it. But I do not remember waiting for one or two minutes for my ticket. Yeah. I really don't. So I do wonder if maybe it was some machines are better than others. I don't know. It may well be that. I mean, I'm sure that it's not universal throughout all car parks in the whole of the UK. So there we go. Listeners, please, comments in the MeWe group. Is Aidan just being an idiot or has he got a point? Yeah. Right. Jeremy Halfman is next on invisible power cables. Have you noticed that advertising for many electrical products never shows the power cable in the pictures? 
TVs, appliances, many Bluetooth speakers. Hurrah! Um, sometimes, sometimes you really want to know if the power cable exi exits from the left or right hand side of the device, and when you are buying um, to put in a particular spot in your home. My real pet hate is this on TVs, particularly when you are going to wall mount them. Why don't the cables exit from the centre? He says, and powered but wireless co connectivity speakers. I've noticed this on listings on Amazon because not so much, um, I haven't had to look to which side it comes out, but what I have noticed is that sometimes it's not clear whether it is a, a power device or whether it's just battery powered. And, and you have to dig deep to find, what, is it AC or is oh, it battery Yes, I powered? had that with, I'm sorry, yeah. here it comes again, the pond. When I needed to buy a, mo a, a, a I wanted a <laughs> low voltage pond pump. And it took me forever. And some items, it simply didn't say what voltage they ran on. Yeah. So I utterly agree. Yeah. And yes, and I and I thoroughly agree with Jeremy. And we had a little chat in the group about this. And, um, you know, if you buy a kettle for your kitchen, you're going to want to know which side the cable's going to come out. Um, and yeah, certainly yeah. in my business with, with audio, I mean, an awful lot of audio equipment, it's very important to know how long is the plug or the socket and which side's it going to come out and how much space do you have to allow in your rack to put this in or that in. Yeah, I'm thoroughly with you there, Jeremy. I, I guess it's it's that they uh, the advertisers think that things look sexier and more attractive and more and therefore they'll sell more if they hide the cables. In the old days, we used to walk into shops, didn't we? And then you could see for yourself. Sorry, walk into what? Sh shop? What was that word? Shop. Oh, shops! S -H -O -P -S. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember my mother used to tell me about those. <laughs> but you, you did, though. You, you, we were talking about, um, you know, you were talking about going into shops yes. again. And that is that is one of the benefits, of course, is that you can um, handle things and see things. I'm thinking typically of going into curries or something, and, and they have rows and rows and rows of these things on shelves and you can see what yes you can see exactly what it is um so the rise of internet shopping but yes amazon and the like could be making sure that they they photograph things properly jeremy you're quite right yes we do want to see the warts and all if we're going to buy something yes we want to see that it's attractive and aesthetically beautiful but we also want to know the ins and outs of it technically and 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 how it works and fits Blasted right. Right. I want to put... I tell you what... Oh, I don't know why I'm talking like that now. I tell you what I want to put in 101. Well, <laughs> I want to put into Room 101 everybody who thinks I'm interested in football. I'm not. There. Yay. I've said it. Um, I have total respect for the fact that this is important at the moment and that England are an important stage in the football world, ethos, universe, and that oh, an awful lot of people are excited about it. But I'm not... And there are other people who are not. I'm sorry, but I don't give a hoot. The only reason I want England to win the football is because English hooligans will behave better if they win than if they lose. That's it. And as I say, I, I wish only good things to all people who love football. Very good. I'm very happy for you. I wish you no disrespect. But please, don't make the assumption, media, that everybody loves football and wants it rammed down their throats all the time because they don't. Yeah, and bloody tennis and as the well. tennis too yeah tennis yeah. Wimbledon you know I can't stand I don't like any sports anymore apart from snooker and um, I Wimbledon fortnight it's just it's just blanket coverage all day all over the BBC well of course we don't have to watch the BBC no. and I don't I, I choose I can watch other channels but in but back in the day of course you had little choice You'd have to go for a walk instead. Yes. But anyway, yes, but I agree with you. Even more than the tennis, the problem with the football is that it bleeds into the national news. It bleeds into, yeah, into, yeah, into yeah. absolutely all aspects of life. And oh, you just want to say, when, I don't care. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know, when um, England were playing the semi-final, um, which was on, was that on Wednesday? I, no I think it was on Wednesday. <laughs> um, I... I actively avoided watching the news that that afternoon that day yes. because i knew it was going to be so annoying because every bulletin would just be covered yeah. with football news and then the next day i actively avoided watching the news again because i knew it was just it was going to be the, <laughs> the aftermath, aftermath of it yeah. all. Oh, i think i've said on the show before sake. i remember one of my fond memories as a child with my father is that we would always go shopping on saturday afternoon on the cup final day because we knew we'd have the town center yeah, to ourselves yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, there you go. I agree with you. So there you go. Three nice items to go into room 101. And having been so beastly, let's give some nice stars away. Beastly. Beastly. That's a good English word, isn't it? <laughs> 
Don't be so beastly. Don't be so beastly. Let's give some gold stars instead. Philip Ray on Dell Malaysia. Philip posted, I ordered a new PC from the Dell website on Thursday evening. The website stated that delivery would be 15 working days with a proviso saying that delivery times were likely to be longer due to Covid. Saturday evening, I received an email saying that my PC was ready and about to be shipped. Great service. PC should arrive by Thursday, meaning less than a week from order build to delivery. And I happen to know that Philip then updated on the MeWe group to say that it had arrived, I think, even before Uh. Thursday. I believe it even arrived on the Tuesday. But one way Uh. or the other, he got an incredibly good service. Um, So thank you for sharing that, Philip. And yeah, I mean, you just don't know, do you? I think these... People have to cover themselves. Whenever you ask a company how long is it going to take, they have to cover their back by saying, well, it could take up to 45 years. And then suddenly it arrives two days later. (laughs) So... (laughs) Apple do this, and they call it something, don't they? They call it um, uh, um, uh, uh, under-promising and over-delivering or something. Yes, 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 yes. It's a phrase like that. Basically, they don't want to be sued. When it doesn't arrive, they don't want you saying, right, I'm taking you to court because you told me it would be here by... Yes, yes. So, so they they overestimate the delivery time and then perform better always. And I like Dell. I agree with Philip. I, re- I of course, I don't know Dell Malaysia, but um, I, whenever I've had dealings with Dell on the UK website and ordered stuff from them, they've always done this. They've they've always done a really good job, and the kit's always been lovely. I I was I used to be. I'm not so much these days, but I used to be a real big Dell fan. It was up there with me with Sony and, and companies like that. So. Um, yeah, I was I, w- I was a big Dell fan too. Yes, yes. What's yes, that indeed. joke about the pop singer? Is this a Hewlett Packard? No, it's Adele. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> but thank you, Philip. Yes, do you know? And, it, and that puts me in mind yeah. again of a sort of better beforeism. That it's a shame that companies now won't give you advice either because they worry that you're going to sue them if their advice turns out not to be correct. Whereas all you really want is for somebody to say, well, yeah, I would suggest this would be a nice idea, but they can't say that because then you'll sue them afterwards. So, yeah, shame. Yeah, I see. I see this with um, wrapping up the show with Universal Credit again. The way in which the the officials um, behave with you—it's so obviously um, geared towards not not giving the customer, i.e., me anything to come back on to say that I, that, that I was misled yes, or yes. whatever bending over backwards to show that they're being accommodating and 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 you know it's all yes. false you know it's all yes, it's all a yeah. game they're playing and and it's the same thing which is good i suppose because we get a better service out of it but um it feels a little bit dishonest in yeah some but again ways. if i was anyway. running a company i think i would i would have some sort of um indemnity so that i would say you know what I'm about to say to you is purely my opinion. I, I, you may not hold me to this, but I think you should buy this or do that or take this amount or whatever it is. Uh, and then someone will say, he never said yeah. that. He just he just told me it was going to happen. He did, Governor, <sighs> honest. I'm going home, that's it. Yes. I've had enough. I'm getting out of here. We've, had, <laughs> yeah. uh, we've, done our, we've done our stint here, I think. We're over an hour. and um, Our work here is done. We've been, we'll be back in two weeks, as usual. Whatever.works is where you'll find all the stuff we've been talking about. Links out to that via the, your podcatcher as well. TedSalmon.com for me, AidenBell.com for Aiden. And don't forget, of course, the MeWe group. And come across there and let us know whatever works in your life. And we'll bring the highlights of that to the coming shows. Thank you so much for your support, everyone, going forward. Any last words, Aidan? No, thank you for your support. I've been wearing it all day. (laughs) 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 Only one thing more to say. Don't forget, whatever whatever works, works. works.